Welcome to this week's podcast from Bethesda Church of God in Sumter, South Carolina. We hope you enjoy this inspiring message. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. Would you stand with me all over this building and let's give honor and glory to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. To you be glory. To you be honored. To you be praised. Oh, we praise you, Savior. Hallelujah. Come on, someone really praise him like you mean it here today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow, what a Savior we serve. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. I wanted to tell you that um, in our bulletin for the past weeks, we've had the announcement about Perry Stone coming, and I, I saw him. I was at a funeral that he was at, and I saw him on Monday. And he, he came to me and he said, I want to tell you, I feel that God directed me to come to Sumter. Amen. Now, this is months after we booked him, but he came and he said, I feel directed that God told me to come. I want you to keep praying and keep believing. I believe we're in for a time, unbelievable time in the Lord. Amen. Amen. I also today want to point your attention to Malachi chapter 1 and verse 8. This is a passage of scripture that I heard as a young man. It changed my life. I have been preaching on excellence. This right here falls right in line with that. And this morning I am preaching Excellence should be your testimony. Excellence should be your testimony. Malachi chapter 1 verse 8. Now God is speaking here and I want you to listen and, and read along. And if you offer the blind for sacrifice, is it not evil? And if you offer the lame and sick, is it not evil? Offer it now unto thy governor. Will he be pleased with thee or accept thy person? Saith the Lord of hosts. When I heard that scripture many years ago, basically God was saying, you're offering me the leftovers. You're offering me the lame, the crippled, the blind, the blemished. And those who have read the Old Testament, you know that God expected the sacrifice to be pure and unblemished. He said, this is what you're offering to me. Why don't you go offer it to the ruler and see if he will take it? And so I have tried to live from that time on with this scripture in mind. That whatever I offer to the Lord, it cannot be blemished. It cannot be second. It cannot be third. It cannot be fourth. It cannot be any place but number one. 
And if I'm not offering him that, the Bible says it's evil. I don't want evil in my life. I want, I want to be righteous and God honors righteousness. Amen. Father God, let excellence be our testimony and let us have nothing shy of excellence as our standard. We ask in Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may be seated. God bless you. I want to ask you a question. What is your testimony when people walk away from you? What is your testimony when, when you're in a crowd talking and then you walk away? What do people say about you once your back is turned? I, I, I would like to ask you, if people were going to summarize you in a word or two, what would they summarize you? Would your, would your testimony be, there goes a, a smoker. There goes an alcoholic. There goes a drug addict. There goes a mean man. There goes an honorary woman. There goes a mean child. What is your testimony? Now, I know we can't stop everyone's mouth because some people would talk bad about Jesus. Amen? They did. In fact, Jesus, here he was raising the dead, opening blinded eyes, healing the sick. And you know, they called him, they said, he's a, he's a wine bibber. He's a wino. Yeah. They said he's doing all that by the power of the devil. He's a devil and he's doing it by the power of the devil. So you're not going to please everyone. Because there's goofballs out there everywhere. Amen? But for the normal crowd that is sizing you up, you want them to at least know that your testimony is that of righteousness and holiness and purity so that when you walk away, they're saying, that is a godly woman. That's a prayer partner right there. Oh, I tell you what, that's a good lady. I just talked about Mary Green, and I just want to tell you, I pastored her for 19 years, a little over 19 years. And if every member and every Christian was like Mary Green, I wouldn't have anything to do but prepare sermons. Amen. She was, she was a giver. She was a holy woman. She was a righteous woman. And that's her testimony. But I wonder today, when we look deep into our lives, what is our testimony? Where do you rank certain things in your life? Where would you rank prayer in your life? Where would you rank Bible reading, the Word of God in your life? Where would you rank church attendance? Where would you rank giving? Now, I praise God for Facebook. I praise God 
that we're able to put this out on television and also on the internet. But I just want to speak to those of you who were too lazy to get up and come to church. That's not what Facebook is about. Someone just, whoop. <laughs> the Bible says, forsake not the assembling of ourselves together. And even the more as you see that day approaching. Now, don't turn it off if you're watching this on Facebook. Get things right and say the next time it's raining, I'm going to dodge raindrops like the rest of that crowd. Come on. The next time, the next time the wind blows, look here. As bad a season as South Carolina had, I stood and watched them play a game and it was pouring down rain. If I can do that at a football game, I promise you I can dodge a few raindrops and get to the house of God. Come on. Amen. Well, there went our Facebook audience. It's gone. Someone give me a report if they fall off or if it goes up. It's going up. There it is. Okay, good. See, here's the thing, it's where you put your priorities. What is your standard? Is your standard of attendance? Is your standard of giving? I'll give if I'm at church, but I don't give if I'm not at church because the light bill only comes when, when I'm at church. The water bill only happens when I attend church. The mortgage only happens when I, y'all know better than that. Here's what I'm trying to say. We know better. We know what we should do. And the Apostle Paul said, I'm here to stir up your pure minds. I just want to tell you today, I'm not mad at anyone. I'm happy in the Lord. I feel the anointing of God, and I believe you do. I'm just here today to say, let's stir up our pure mind and let our standard be excellence in everything we do. Let our testimony be excellent in everything we do. What is your testimony? What does people say about us? Now, I just want to tell you, I wish some people, and I've said this before, but I wish some people would not call themselves Christians. It makes it very difficult on the ones who are really trying to live right. Amen? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all have had conversations with people who have said, if that's a Christian, I don't want to be one. If that's a Christian, hell's full of them. Come on. If that's a Christian, look here, I don't want to be one of those. I want people to know whether I'm in their presence or away from their presence that I am a man that loves the Lord with all my heart. I'm going to live the same in front of people as I do behind people because I've got a testimony that I want the world to know. My testimony is excellence. Now I've been preaching about Daniel and the Bible tells us that Daniel had a second generation that recognized him and recognized his testimony. Here's what his testimony was. Nebuchadnezzar is the one who pulled all the men 
from uh, Israel in and he was training them in heathen ways. That's, that, that was the plan. Now, Nebuchadnezzar is not the king, but his son is, and his son is Belshazzar. Now, Belshazzar is a second generation, but Daniel had the same testimony in the second generation. It wasn't like Belshazzar said, I don't know about that Daniel. But listen to this. Belshazzar, he was now a king and he was feeling his oats. Man, everything was going good for him. He decided to have a big party. While he was having the party, he expanded it and he said, I want you to go get the vessels that we took from the temple of God in Israel and we're going to drink out of those. I, I'm not only, I, I'm, I'm going to drink out of the heathen vessels, but I'm going to drink out of the so-called Jehovah God vessels. And so they go and get the vessels and they, they pour wine into it and the people start drinking. And, they, and as they are drinking, a hand appeared on the wall. Now, I want everyone to look at that wall over there. And can you just imagine if a big hand starts writing on the wall? All you're seeing now is a hand. And it starts writing. And here's what the writing was. Many, many tickle Tickle you farson. So here's the situation. Here's a man that has been drinking. The party has been going on. They see a big hand right on the wall and the party stops. Now I'll just be honest with you. If a hand appeared over there and started writing, <laughs> the Lord would have to keep me in here. <laughs> Amen. Come on, let's get real. How many of you have ever seen a hand just start writing on the wall? That's different. And, and so no one knew what the many, many tickle Yefarsin meant. And the queen looked at her husband and, and, and said, Belshazzar, you don't have to be upset because there is a man in your kingdom who can interpret dreams. He's a man of God. He's connected. He's done it before, and I'm pretty sure he can do it again. Do you understand this was a heathen queen testifying about a godly man? The world knows whether you live in it or not. Those people on your job, they see if you mash your finger and they hear what comes out. Come on, y'all help me preach here. It won't be near as painful if you help me. Come on. Those people on the road when, when there's near an accident, they see and hear your reaction. Come on. Come on now. Your children, when you don't think they're listening, they hear when you're talking junk to your wife, mean 
You think those little ears aren't hearing it, but they hear it. Come on, help me now. And vice versa, when the wife is talking mean to the husband. What is your testimony in darkness? What is your testimony under pressure? What is your testimony when all things are going wrong? Look here. Man, when you got a pocket full of money, whoo, glory to God. You just came back from vacation, found out you got a promotion. Man, everything is wonderful. Glory to God. I love the Lord with all my heart. He's so good. Woo, hallelujah. It's easy to have a good testimony right then. What's your testimony? When they say, we're not sure how much longer we're going to be able to keep you on the job. Or in, either you come home and your wife says, I don't think it's working between me and you. I don't think we're going to make it. What is your testimony when the world is crashing in on you? What is your testimony when it looks like you're not going to make it? I hope your testimony will be the same. I went to a funeral Monday. A young lady, her and her sister and her mom and dad, they did ministry. Very tight-knit family. I read a post by the girl's mother. And she said something to this effect. My sweet daughter was taken much too early. But until we see again, meet each other again on the other side, blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm sure she didn't feel like shouting. I'm sure she didn't feel like running the aisles. I'm, I'm sure she didn't feel like jumping up and down. But in the midst of her toughest hour, she said, blessed be the name of the Lord. I want to tell you, that's her testimony. Our testimony should be consistent, even to a second generation. Man, I feel God in this place here today. So they bring Daniel in. And Daniel begins to seek God. And, and here was the testimony of the queen. There is a man in thy kingdom, O King Belshazzar, in whom is the spirit of the holy gods, understanding, wisdom of the gods. In him is an excellent spirit, wisdom. In him is an excellent spirit. Daniel was different because he had an excellent spirit. The testimony that came. What separated Daniel was his excellent spirit. Daniel was ready for whatever came his way. When there were dietary restrictions as I preached earlier, it didn't matter to him because his standard was excellence. When he had to interpret dreams, it didn't matter because the standard was the same. When the pressure was on him, don't pray, 
If you pray to anyone other than Nebuchadnezzar, you're going to die. He still prayed because he had one standard. Amen. And when the world is trying to tell us to keep quiet, this is something I want Bethesda Church of God to be known as. I want us to be known as a church that speaks up against sin, speaks up against wrong, speaks up against uh, things that are uh, not that are things that are contrary to the word of God. I don't want us to be a church that just goes with the status flow and makes sure that we don't ruffle any feathers. We are called to ruffle feathers. Do you really mean that hand clap? Do you really mean that? We are called. We must. Look here. If someone is comfortable in the cesspool, they'll stay in it. If someone is comfortable in the stench, they won't mind it. Come on, help me now. I want us to ruffle feathers and tell people it's not okay to live any old way. It's not okay to behave any old way. We must have our standard that we're going to live like Jesus. We're going to talk like Jesus. We're going to walk like Jesus. We're going to be like Jesus in everything that we do. See, he had respect for himself. He had respect for leadership. He had respect for um, most of all, for God himself. Daniel said, I'm, going, I'm doing this as unto God, not as unto man. So now comes the time for him to reveal this to the king. And when God had given the interpretation of many, many tikal, Eupharsin, he said, King, this simply is saying, thou art weighed in the balances and found wanting. And Daniel, listen to this, he pronounced judgment on the king. Now, do you know how difficult that had to be? Do you know how difficult it had to be because the king could have said, I'm going to kill you. I don't even like what you said. Take him out and kill him. It was within his power. But instead, Daniel stood and he said, King, here's what God wrote on the wall. You've been weighed in the balances and found wanting. Even when death faced Daniel, his standard still was excellence. Now, it goes a little bit further than that because now Daniel is put into a, another situation that I want to talk to you about because Daniel was placed into a situation where if anyone prayed to anyone other than the king, that they would be thrown into the lion's den. And you've heard this story, most of you, from the time you were children right on up. I'm not going to delve into the story so much other than to say that the decree was signed by the king because there were people jealous of Daniel. Now see, when God blesses you, when God blesses you, expect it. 
there's going to be some jealous eyes peeled in your area. When you're paying your tithe and God starts blessing you, just understand there's going to be some jealousy. Who do they think they are? You walk into the store and you find that dress that you've been wanting and it's 85% off. Yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. You come to church dressed like you are somebody because God gave you a deal. Come on. There's going to be someone go, look at her. She thinks she's all that. And I hope if someone says that to you, that you just look right back at them and say, I am all that. I used to not be all that, but the blood of Jesus Christ came over my soul, washed me pure and clean. I was once a wretch, but now I'm a child of the most high God and he helped me get a dress 85% off. I am all that. Come on, come on. Someone give God the praise in this house. Come on, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're blessed. Excellence is rewarded by God. Excellence is rewarded by God. My Lord, I feel his presence in this place. We think that we have to walk around slumped over, poor, and begging, and that means we're close to God. Come on. We don't have to be that way. My God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. The king signed a decree and the Bible says when Daniel knew that the decree had been signed, he went and prayed as he did before time. Are you hearing me? President Trump is doing this. President Trump is not the final say. Come on. What are we going to do about Congress? We're going to pray for Congress. But Congress don't have the final say either. Come on now. Y'all help me out. I've lived a long time. I've seen a lot of presidents. I haven't seen one president yet that was greater than the God I'm serving. I've not seen one Congress yet greater than the God I'm serving. My Lord God, we're serving an excellent God who wants to give excellent gifts to his people. Will you allow him to do that? It happens when we say, I'm going to live at this level and I'm gonna honor my God and it's like a love language. God gets happy. There's a love language between men and, and, and men and women and God. When you operate in excellence, it gets God going. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on, men. Let, let's get down to where it really is. Men, you know there's certain things you can do that produces good results with your wife. Come on now. 
when you call her up and say, hey, baby, I love you. After she wakes up, y'all didn't catch that. After she fainted, <laughs> she can't wait for you to get home because you operated in excellence. When you bring her flowers, when you still open the door for her, when you still give her perfume, when you still call her honey, when you still call her sweetheart, when you still put your arm around her, when you still walk with her hand in hand, when you still treat her like your girlfriend, good things are gonna happen when that happens. When you operate in excellence with God, I love you, Lord. Here I am. I'm whatever you want me to do, wherever you want me to go, however you want me to react. Here I am. I'm yours, Lord. I worship you. I honor you. I glorify you. I'm your servant. I want to tell you, God gets excited when people operate that way and he wants to give good gifts back to his children. Man, Daniel goes and he prays. They arrest him, put him in the, in, in the, in the lion's den. Now the king loved Daniel and he had signed the document foolishly and he wished that he hadn't have done it, but it was too late, he did it. Daniel's in the lion's den. And here's one of the most important parts of this lesson. Listen, the next morning early, the king comes and they roll the stone away and, I, and the king says, oh Daniel, was it God? That you serve, able to deliver you. Now here's where you see that Daniel had an excellent spirit. If that would have been me, and maybe you, it would have been rough to not say, shut up. You threw me in this... You threw me in this den. I don't want nothing to do with you. Get away from me. And you might say, well, you would have had a bad spirit, preacher. Yeah, I probably would have. That's what I'm preaching because I, I don't want to have that kind of spirit. Daniel responded this way. Oh, king, live forever. Everything's cool, buddy. The God who I serve came and shut the mouth of the lion. Everything is good. And everything is good between me and you, king. Why did I want to bring that out? Because I want people to know that when we live in excellence, we're not exalted or put down by man. We're exalted by Almighty God. We're protected by Almighty God. Uh, he supplies all of our need by Almighty God. He is our shield, our buckler. No weapon formed against us will prosper because we are operating in excellence. So no matter where we go, whether we're a teacher, a worker, an usher, a greeter, 
a choir member, a, 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 a musician, a preacher, youth pastor, children's pastor, music minister, administrative pastor, custodian, a cook, a server, a nursery worker, uh, work in television or sound or lighting or media or drama or, or security or medical or uh, whether you just attend. Do it in excellence. Worship in excellence. And here's why. Because people are looking. And I want to change that word people and say sinners are looking. Sinners are checking you out. You might have thought no one was looking at you, but I'm telling you, children and young people were checking you out today. You might have thought no one was paying much attention to you while you were haphazardly worshiping. There's someone who's checking that out. Y'all help me out. Don't get quiet on me. You know, the best way to be is to say, preacher, if the people who needed to hear this were here, you would have really got them. <laughs> so no, whatever, whatever that you do, lost people are checking you out. Is it for real? Do they really feel that happy? Or is it a show? Do they really believe what they say? Or is it just what they do in church? Is it really down deep in them? Or is this just being religious? So whatever we do, our presentation must be so that the world gets their appetite wet and wants it. Now, my wife, she makes fun of me. I still love her. But she makes fun of me. I am a gadget guy. I like gadgets. I was in Walmart not long ago. And they made the announcement Come to the back of the store near electronics and we have a special gift for everyone who will come by. The hook was in my mouth. I got back there and there was a crowd that had gathered. The guy had this plastic device. He chopped, he diced. He made it look so easy. I said, wow, that would be such a blessing to my wife. <laughs> but today, today only, while we're running this special, if you buy one, we're going to give you another one absolutely free. I thought, my sweet daughter would love to have one of these. <laughs> I 
I have never seen my wife nor my daughter use either one of those. Time wouldn't permit for me to tell you about the wonderful chamois that I bought. Or the mop that holds so much water. I don't have time to tell you all that. But you know why I bought them? Because they made them look excellent in the store. But when I walked away, I found out that it wasn't excellent. It was junk. They couldn't sell me another one. I don't want another one because I found out that their sales pitch was excellent, but it wasn't excellent when I got it away from there. They must have some souped up version. And I want to end with this. Would you stand with me? There's a world, listen to me, there's a world that's looking at us. And they come to our church and they see all the polish. Come on. We're dressed up. We got the fine music. We got the wonderful teachers. We have this great presentation. And it looks excellent. That's not what I want them to judge us by. I want us to judge them to judge us by when we're driving down the road, when we're working next to them, how we are in our neighborhood, how we conduct business with people. Come on. When the doctor gives us bad news, I want people to be able to judge us by those. And when people judge us in excellence there, then we're not the facade. We're the real deal. And at that point, that's when people will come and say, I want this Jesus that you're singing about. I want this Jesus that you're preaching about. I want this Jesus that changed your life. I want this Jesus to change my life. And it will only happen through excellence. Amen. Father God, I pray right now. And I have prayed long before I got to this pulpit. That you would move upon this congregation. Please God. Help us to not be labeled as smoker or alcoholic or drug addict or porn addict or mean man or mean woman or whatever the negative label could be. Let us be recognized as excellent. Now, dear God, I pray that you'd search our hearts, search us from the the one closest to you to the one furthest away from you, search our hearts. Father, I'm asking that the Holy Spirit would do something supernatural right now. Please, dear God, let there be a change that takes place 
in my life and every person's life here, every person who's watching this and by any means or listening. Now, dear God, search us and let excellence be our standard. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Well, every head is bowed. Please, no one moving unless you absolutely have to. Unless you're moving toward the altar, I'm asking you to please be be very reverent during this time. Pastor, I am not a Christian. I'm not living in excellence. I could do better in many areas of my life. And today, I want to give God and His Son, Jesus, a chance. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, I want my life changed. I want to live in excellence. I'm not a Christian, but today I want to become one. I'm going to ask you right now, while every head is bowed, would you raise your hand? If you're not a Christian, would you raise your hand right now? I need Jesus in my life. I need Jesus to forgive me. I need him to come into my life. I want him to change me. Amen. 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 While every head remains bowed, Pastor, I want to move to a new realm of excellence. In every aspect of my life, I want to be a better husband, a better father, a better businessman, a better businesswoman, better mother, better father. Whatever that your category is, I want to operate in excellence to the glory of God. If that's your desire, I'm going to ask you to just raise your hand as a testimony between you and God. No one looking around. No one looking around. Just raise your hand. Dear God, I want to operate in excellence. Dear God, I want this to be a life-changing day. Today, the 13th day of January 2019, it's a benchmark day. My testimony will be excellence. In Jesus' name. Now, dear God, we commit our way to you. If you raised your hand, I want you to pray in your own way right now. Dear Father God, you see Al Sims standing here. I'm sad to say, dear God, but you already know that there's been times in my life that I gave you the lame, the spotted, the blemished. I did not operate in excellence and for all of those times of the past, I asked for forgiveness. But on this 13th day of January, 2019, myself and many people, hopefully everyone under the sound of my voice, now we offer to you our lives. We give you a brand new place on the throne of our lives. Everything we do, we will do in excellence for you. And let us be a great soul winner. And Lord, recognize our sincerity. And when we leave here, please, dear God, when we leave here,
let the world see excellence as we present Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. If you have made that commitment as a statement of unity, would you all agree with me and say amen? Would you say it now? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I believe God is moving the church. Go, go ahead, give him praise. I believe God is moving the church to a new season. I want you to mark your lives and watch what God starts doing as you operate in the spirit of excellence in all that you say or do. In Jesus' name. Yes. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope that you were inspired to live a life of purpose for Jesus Christ. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. God bless.